Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are back. Back. In, an, in a new year, 2022. Thank you for uh, staying with us. We were we took the last two weeks off. We didn't really announce that. We probably should have announced well, that. Well, we talked we about it at the outro off. of the last episode we did. Oh, did we? We I talked. Don't well, that. So we didn't necessarily say that we were going to take it off, but we talked about the difficulties of doing the next two episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean, so maybe it wasn't. You know, if people made it to the very end, it wasn't entirely out of the blue. But thanks for uh, for sticking with us anyway. I actually did if, get a couple people like ask about it, so <laughs> they were like. Yeah. Everything good? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I uh, one of my one of my goals I, I wrote down. I think I mentioned this sometime last year, probably around the summertime. So I need to get on that. Is to get us on Spotify, John. Yes. Uh, so that's gonna happen. I just I, need to buckle I, down and figure that out. Knowing we d- we discussed this like a few episodes ago about the difficulties of the licensed music and things. Um, you know, if we because like it's fair use whenever you talk, you, like do them in like a review or something like that, or and talk about the music and so. But but regardless, since we discussed that, no licensed music, Chris. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh great, thank you. I, have I appreciate that. Since we discussed it a few episodes ago, there have been no more future. So, <laughs> so at least for the future, yes. Like we are, we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, and you know, it's a, it's a bummer that we can't play "Icy Fire" on Spotify and talk about how amazing of a song that is. But, um, you know, it's it, it's worth it to be on Spotify. Yeah, dude, agreed. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, and there's a little behind the scenes inside baseball. Uh, um, Spotify has surpassed uh, Apple as the primary spot that people listen to podcasts now because Apple's user interface mm. uh, is not super great and Apple kind of uh, they I mean they didn't update it for I mean they updated it this past year but they hadn't updated it for literal years yeah, and a long time uh, before that I mean it's not that they were abusing their users they just weren't giving them any reason to stick around and Spotify has started incorporating podcasts with like their music like you can have your they have these like cool playlists where it's like morning drive kind of playlists where it's like a radio show but they'll stick your favorite podcast and your favorite songs all together in one playlist that update every single morning and like put the brand new stuff in there and like they do cool things like that that honestly make me feel like I should go over to Spotify but uh it's pulling a lot of people over to that platform as a music creator though chris yeah i will say yeah. don't go to spotify because they don't pay anybody any money <laughs> yeah that i had a actually uh yeah let's let's uh, you know let's we're this is we're just getting in the weeds with things real quick here <laughs> i had uh i pulled up a where did i i uh found that uh what did i do with it uh give me two seconds i'm looking for i saved a listing of how much uh musicians get paid on each platform Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where did it go this is concerning that i can't find it in my camera roll i'll look for it john while we talk was it a Uh, screenshot you could look in your screenshots uh, folder that's true yeah let me look and if it was a screenshot um, screenshots, well, but yeah. just anecdotally from my own experience, like, uh, you know, Spotify pays almost the worst. 
Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's not quite. It wasn't the bottom, but mm-hmm. it was like almost the bottom. Title is better. Uh, so is uh, so is Apple Music. Like, but, but title was like one of the the best ones. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's a uh, and also like the quality there isn't great, you know. So I don't know. Like, there's actually like a few few artists that I I work with. Wait, where title like, quality isn't great. Well, no, no, no I'm saying that the Spotify title had quality like is bad. Uncompressed. Title quality is is the best. Like. You yeah, know, maybe like maybe Apple Lossless files. is is getting closer, but like Tidal has always been like this is the best quality you can get on a streaming platform. So, um, they actually did 3D audio, like they did Dolby Atmos audio long before uh, uh, Apple ever did. So anyway, regardless of all of that, um, uh, Spotify, like you know, not great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so later in this episode, we are going to. Start off our year reviewing a game. It's the Gunk. The Gunk. That's the name of the game, and uh, we will be reviewing it. It's it's great, and uh, the spoilers. And <laughs> uh, uh, but but yeah, we also have some news about E three that may or may not upset you. And um, but first, uh, what have you been up to this week, man? So this like the, I guess it's well, been like two past, weeks. Yeah. The, yeah. Three? <laughs> the past, two. Three weeks. Okay, three, okay. Right? One, I, two, three. Because we missed two episodes. Yeah, so three okay. weeks. Okay, so yeah, we're on into the third week now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So I've been up to a lot, Chris. Like, so I might not be able to talk about it all, but I'll give, like, we'll talk about, we'll, we'll play some catch up in later episodes. So I like, I'll mention that I have watched the first episode of Book of Boba Fett. Yes, I and, have not, so I'm going to catch up to that. And I like it so far. I have I have major thoughts. So whenever we do like get to the point of like doing a review or like a discussion where like both of us are in the same like spot on it, um, even if it's like midway through the through the season, um, I have I have major thoughts about this uh, this series so far. Anyway, uh, I I like it. I like it. That's you know. But everyone should go watch it. It's a it's a new Star Wars thing, so so go watch it. Um, I have uh, I've watched Hawkeye. I've watched all but the last episode of Hawkeye. The last episode of Hawkeye. They had the nerve, Chris, of releasing the last episode of Hawkeye on the twenty third of December. And so literally, it's just like I was, you know, we were like, you know, traveling, and then it was just like I we didn't watch it, and then like. Well, I've I've now I've I've I felt like I've had fat past the point of, of watching it, so I need to I need to watch it, finish it up. I really have been enjoying that series so far. Um, it's it, it is like alongside Loki as like the best of the uh, MCU television stuff. Um, and then let me see what else what else have I been up to? Uh, but not been, but not enough to get you to finish it. Well, so it it's just that I haven't like I haven't sat down and like it's a Christmas themed thing. Like so, the whole series takes place. Like the whole conceit of the series is that that Hawkeye stuff's going wrong, and Hawkeye's trying to make it home for the holidays. Like trying to make it home for Christmas. Uh, um, so it's past its like relevancy. Well, yeah, sort of. Like I feel like they should have released it like a couple of di- like not the twenty third. They should have released it like the twentieth. You know, yeah. it's like ended on the twentieth, so that way we you know we could watch. Yeah, it. it's. It's interesting. So, I mean, I haven't watched this yet either. I mean, and that's not that I haven't had time. I've just been watching other things. But um, the the season two of Emily in Paris uh, mm. came out on the twenty second, which I was like, man, that's just like so close. Like, when am I gonna binge a whole series over Christmas? Now, sure. I did watch the whole entire first season and part of the second season of Yellowstone over Christmas break. So. <laughs> You know, I found time. I, I just feel didn't like, watch that show. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it, what it what it becomes is it's like if it's in, there's the world pre 
like prior to like the holiday, like prior to the 25th. And then there's the world after the holiday. You know, it's like, and so, um, and I just haven't like, because that came out right before, I haven't like just dedicated the the hour or whatever. But dude, that series has been fantastic so far. Haley Steinfeld is one of my favorite actors out there right now like doing stuff because like every time i i see see her in something or, or hear her voice in something like in spider-verse or whatever i'm always just like it's amazing to me that this is this is uh this the same person like the caliber of like of delivery of uh of acting so anyway it's a fantastic series um but i haven't finished it and we'll, so i'll talk about it i'll, I'll readdress it whenever i finish hopefully hopefully they stick the landing because the whole setup so far has been fantastic and uh this last episode should be the 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 big epic you know conclusion to everything um but chris the biggest thing that i've been doing is diving into the playstation 5 as everyone knows i finally acquired finally was able to after a, what a four attempts able to acquire <laughs> a playstation 5 uh prior to yeah, the holiday. i forgot about that and uh and then so they had like a couple of sales they had like the holiday sale and then they had the like end of the year sale and so i was able to pick up a couple of uh of playstation exclusives um via those sales like for for good good prices so i've been ca- playing catch up a little bit i've been playing uh the first chunk i guess three hours or so of uh of final fantasy 7 remake intergrade which is like the ps5 version of that game and nice is it good dude i love it so far like uh I'm, right. I'm very impressed so far um i didn't know how it would be because like this is this is i've only had limited exposure to all the final fantasy games and things um but this one is uh, is fantastic. The first opening, like where where you're essentially like going, breaking into a a facility, um, and you know to sabotage and do things, and that whole sequence is just gorgeous and is fantastic. It's one of the best looking. Uh, games that I've seen in that sequence. Now, like later on, like as I experienced later on that like four hour chunk or whatever, there are some things where I'm like, eh, that that wall, that environment doesn't, that texture doesn't quite look right. Uh, especially like whenever you compare it to this like very hyper realistic kind of look of some of the character models. Um, but oh, like that opening sequence, especially, I was just shocked at how gorgeous it was. Um, have you downloaded have you downloaded anything like uh like Warzone to see how it compares to Warzone on uh or something that's on Xbox Series X to see how I it compares to the I have not. I have not console? tried that yet. I should try that. Um but I would imagine like because the the solid state drives are, are very similar and like that sort of thing like that loading times wouldn't matter but then the textures and things I I would assume that they would be basically better on whatever the developer knows better or whatever they prioritize. Um, but that is a good question of like, Hey, how does it compare like the PS five to the Xbox uh, series? Have X? you played, have you played Spider-Man miles Morales yet? I bought it. It was on sale and I bought it and I, but I, I realized that there was Spider-Man DLC for Spider-Man PS4 that uh, leads into miles Morales. So I've been playing that um on the so remastered the, version uh, so it's, it's spider-man remastered um or the definitive edition or whatever the they they're calling it it's the updated version for ps5 
because they so they use that as like their demo, their tech demo, like going through the city real fast. Like, yep. is that possible? Have you done that? Uh, it is. It is gorgeous because it is at fist, like I I've been doing it at sixty for, uh, or at thirty frames per second with ray tracing on and all of the particle effects and things like that. And you can do a couple different modes for it. Um, and it is one of the prettiest things I have ever seen. Like, and there is in the 30 frames per second specifically, like it doesn't seem like there's any pop in like all, everything is just there. Um, crazy, which is amazing. Yeah. Especially the ray tracing aspect of it where like you literally, like if I go up to a puddle, I can see like the accurate reflection of everything. Like it's, it just exists. Um, which is similar to the way like control with the, the ray tracing in control. Um, it like that was the same deal. Like you're looking at a, a, a pane of glass and you can see through the glass, but you also see the reflection of the room behind you in that glass. And it's just like, it's just amazing to look at um, from that, that perspective. So Spider-Man gorgeous. Um, and it plays, plays great. I switched it to the 60 frames per second performance mode. And in, the visual dip is not drastic. Like I, I, at first I was like, am I, can I tell a difference? Um, but I did notice a little bit of difference in some of the lighting, um, where I was like, okay, interesting. some okay. of the, the lighting sources aren't quite the same and you know, huh. that sort of thing. But I also felt like that game is not a 60 frames per second type of a game to me. It felt wrong to be moving that quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm that way a lot of times. I mean, uh, I think I told you, or I mentioned on the podcast that I'm playing, uh, Forza Horizon 5 at, uh, it's at 30. No, yeah, it's at 30, right? Yeah, yeah, you can yeah, play yeah. it at I'm playing 30. at 30. Yes. Yeah, I'm playing at 30 instead of 60 or whatever it is. 120, nice. I think, is what you're able to do. But yes, um, I don't have the I don't have the TV capable of doing that. So the but, interesting yeah, I mean, thing I, for me, I don't, on... I, you know, you know, for, I, I think for fighting games, it's necessary. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I, I do like 60 frames a second on like multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I don't know. There's some games that are just like, yeah, I could do that, but I just don't feel the need to. Sure. The thing on Forza Horizon 5 that I found was like bouncing back and forth between the super high uh, high um, frame rate versus the 30 frames locked with like all of the like particle effects and everything was I got a little bit motion sick sometimes um, driving around in 30. Um, and, and maybe it was just like the driving aspect of it or the, the hyper realism of everything. Um, that like tricked my brain into being like, Oh, I don't know about this. And, and so the higher frame rate was, was kind of, I would say like necessary for me on that game. Um, and it it really doesn't, again, it was the same situation where like I bounced back and forth. I was like, it doesn't, does it look worse? I don't know if I actually don't know, but I, I do tell that there are fewer, particle effects in the uh the 120 frames per second in the uh in forza horizon 5 so i think that's like where the vast majority of like these games are kind of coming across is like some of the lighting and particle stuff is different between the performance mode of the higher frame rate and the graphical mode of 30 frames per second so spider-man totally feels like a 30 frames per second type of a game because it just feels inhumanly fast to do it in 60 um, and, uh, like it feels too, too much. It's too, too fast. Like I'm like, you know how like the Hobbit looked like where you're like, you, yeah. you we watch the Hobbit and you're like, these Hobbits are running around too quick. Uh, that's what it feels like in Spider-Man. But in, uh, you know, in Forza Horizon five, it's like, okay, well that, that actually feels hyper real and feels good to me. So, um, 
yeah. Anyway, it's it, it's it's been fascinating to dive into these games that I had missed previously because I didn't have a PS5, and now just like having a blast, dude. Like it's and I picked them up on sale, so it was like it's it's even better, <laughs> saving the money. You know, it's it's great. That's awesome. Uh, what have you been up to the last three weeks? Um, yeah, so I mean, I've, I've done I've done a lot, John, um, and some of it, yeah. Like, so we'll we'll review. Um, uh, you talked about Boba Fett, so we'll we'll review the the season premiere of Boba Fett uh, sometime in the next couple weeks. Uh, I also recently I I watched the the latest Bond movie finally, and um, man, is it good! So uh, you'll have to catch up to that, and we'll have to review that sometime soon in the next few weeks. No time to die. No time to die, man. Um, also. Uh, so, I've question been, before before yeah. you move on. Do you think that that's going to be the end of the uh, the Daniel Craig uh, Bond stuff? I mean, they've already said that it is. I mean, they said, they've said that after the last two movies, Chris. After Skyfall, he was like, mm, "This is it. This is the he end." He was, but they like the studio has said, this <laughs> "Okay, is it. it is." So you know, gotcha. Gotcha. You, gotta, gotcha. you need to watch it, John. Oh man! So okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. So it's like it's like the Batman, the Nolan Batman ending. You know, I mean, I don't want to get into any spoilers, but okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just you know, before you're just gonna have to yeah go see for yourself. Now I'm even more excited to re- to review yeah. with you. <laughs> and I like, and I venture like, yeah, I have thoughts, but like I'm, it is. I mean, when I when I look back on like these five movies. It is one of the standouts. That's all I'll say right cool, now. That's cool. all I want to say. Uh, I will say everything else after we've watched it, or you've watched it, and we can uh, we can dissect the whole thing. Cool. And, Good, because uh, the franchise as a whole. The, the one right before this one is is one of the most forgettable, like you know, <laughs> forgettable action movies I've seen because I don't remember it. I know I yeah, watched I mean, it. It's it's hard to remember. I I mean no, I think the standouts are Casino. It's like the every other one, Casino right. Royale, uh, Skyfall, and then. Uh, no time to die. Nice, and nice. then quantum quantum of solace and Spectre. Honestly, when I look back on like the entire franchise, serve more as like setup movies or like uh, like they're more like deep um, uh, world building um, movies. Sure, yeah, it almost like uh, quantum of solace specifically almost feels like so it almost feels like oh like it's just like the extended part of casino Royale. <laughs> kind of i mean yeah because you you uncover like you know uh quantum is behind uh a lot of the the stuff happening in casino royale and, the, right. and that and then you know uh specter you kind of un, uh uncover well specter has been behind everything and quantum is a like arm of specter and so like right. yeah they, they both kind of serve that same kind of like purpose of, like oh i see what's going on here yeah. and so um but i mean I th- when I look back at the franchise, like that's kind of like I'm I'm okay with that. Like they yeah. they're still good and they still provide those like ups and downs and um like they're not bad movies. It's just they right. serve a different purpose. I think makes sense. Uh, anyway, I mean I'm not, I don't I don't you know I don't know that they went into you know this series in with a with the intention of making this a big huge cohesive five uh, movie arc that interweaves together the way it does but i will say they they achieved that and um i'm super pleased with the way they did that yeah i mean that's that's the thing like about these because it's like oh you know this is my last one or this like if they're treating everyone as if it's like the last one or as if it's like the you know the 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 
the period or the exclamation point at the end of the the sentence, it's like, okay, that feels like a good way to make movies, <laughs> you know? Um, make a series of things. Um, it's it's kind of like in 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 like the opposite of the way that like Mission Impossible uh, with Tom Cruise is like is is done in a lot of ways. So like where like Tom Cruise is like, hey, we got the next three movies, you know, already scripted. Which I mean, which I'm still fine with. Like yeah. I think they they it's both they yeah they just approach it differently. Mm-hmm. The Mission Impossible stuff. I mean, those are fantastic. Those are, those are, well, those are more like those are more standalone in that they um have, have these giant set pieces and they, they, there's always something unique about each one mm-hmm. it, and um and that's what i appreciate about this like when i think back on that series like they right. i think they they think, okay how can we top the, that one how can we do something cooler in this one you know like wh- which is it's kind of like the fast and furious kind of style of filmmaking right. only a little uh more i would say a little better <laughs> um <laughs> It's not as campy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, a little um, more Tom so, Cruise, a little less Vin Diesel, you know. Yeah, I watched that. I also uh, I finished the first season of Yellowstone, and I'm like well into the second season, which is great. Um, I uh, John yesterday I got in the mail. Uh, see, there's just a lot of things. So like you know, as I kind of like you know go through some of this, this stuff, I'll I, I'll think of it from week to week, but. Um, I uh, I got the Sonic the Hedgehog Lego set in the mail, John. Dude, yes. I I I. So I'm surprised you got it so quickly. I mean, I ordered it uh, because it said uh, it was available uh, January 1st. I literally uh, after New Year's celebrations at like two in the morning ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got to like, do, you know. It's one of the first things I did this year. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm excited about that. Just got it, and I'll I'll build it probably this weekend. I'm excited uh, to do that. And, Super uh, cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else uh, uh, groundbreaking, but those are the main things. I mean, I picked up some games on sale that we'll talk about. Played. I always play. We talk about like uh, we're gonna review the gunk, but I always uh, every year what I try to do, I try to uh, between uh, Christmas and New Year's, I try to start and finish a game. Mm-hmm. And so um, this year was the gunk. I honestly, like, sometimes I can't remember. Last year, like, I can't remember what I reviewed last year. I'd have to go back and listen to the podcast. So didn't what we I'll... talk about Katana Zero at some point? Like, we did that, that was earlier this year. That wasn't last January. No. Um, but, like, one one of the years it was Inside. Another mm-hmm. year was Firewatch. Um, trying to think. Anyway, I've been doing it for a while. I should probably write them all down <laughs> so I can remember them. Um, but yeah, this year was the gunk. So we'll be reviewing that a little later and I'm, I'm excited to review it. I love it, dude. Chris, we're going to review that later. Yeah. But first the news, the news, the news. Yeah. So, um, it, for everyone who, who listens to this podcast, you know that John and I both love E3 and we we love, uh, yeah, I mean, that's one of our, our first, um, things that we covered i feel like on the show and at the very beginning you know 450 something episodes ago and uh and i love the just the the blowout of it you know the pomp and circumstance the like fact that we spend a week talking about games i remember the very first time that like i found out that there was an e3 (laughs) i was getting back into gaming or whatever and i was just like wait you're telling me that there's a week where (laughs) 
every basically every video game maker puts out trailers on like se- like sequential days and has like press conferences full of game announcements to get excited about like that's just like it's it was just like mind blowing a little bit you know it's just like this is like a dream come true for somebody who's just basically getting back into you know a hobby yeah totally um and then the past few years you know like obviously they uh, because of COVID, they've had um, to cancel their in-person events, but but they've all they've also like uh, put together um, digital events, and the publishers have generally come around that and done their own press conferences, with the exception of Sony. I think is really the only yeah, big who one. Yeah, was out before they even canceled it, or before they even like, transitioned yeah, it to a digital that, event. They, they had were, said we were done. Yeah, they with were out. E3. Which, uh, that never really made sense to me. I mean, I don't really know why they... Anyway, whatever. We've, yeah, I we've thought like, we discussed it on the podcast. I think like we're, we're, we're both on the record of saying that was a big mistake. <laughs> yeah, and I still think it's a big yeah. mistake. And I still think like whenever they you know, don't have press conferences around the digital events, it's been a big mistake. Because sure. like I don't know what the heck's going on with Sony at all. Yeah. But um, that's just me. Anyway. Yeah. There's uh, a reason that I'm playing catch up on a lot of games is because like, you know, right. I, I didn't know a lot of them were, were coming out, you know? So, so this is a, this is a news article from IGN uh, by Rebecca Valentine. And uh, this is the, uh, this is the news from today. The ESA has canceled its in-person event for E3 2022, according to a statement shared with IGN by the ESA. But while they point to upcoming announcements, the future of the show this year and beyond remains unclear. Um, I want to jump to further down in the article. In a follow-up communication with IGN, the ESA added that it could not confirm at this time whether or not there would be a digital event this year instead of the physical event as there was in 2021. Dude. Um, and so like the past couple of years when they have announced that they weren't doing an in-person event they've also at the same time yeah. announced a digital event yeah they've been very quick to be like but we're gonna have a digital event and it's gonna be cool and everybody you know it's gonna be the same as it always was but just digital you know and yeah. it's like whether or not you know whether or not it pans out now, like that, that's that they're trying to communicate that's the that's the messaging there is there is a glimmer of hope in that they say uh we quote we remain incredibly excited about the future of e3 and look forward to announcing more details soon. Whatever that means. Like, hopefully there is a digital event. But, like, it doesn't sound like right now there are plans for that. Yeah. Um, at least not in the same way there were the past couple of years. And each, like, last year was not even as big of a digital event as the year before. Sure. Yeah, um, and, and I guess, like, last year, so last year was so, sort of frustrating from a consumer, like, standpoint. From a, a standpoint of, like, people who enjoy gathering around all of this stuff. You know, we, you and I have even been to, like, whenever the Sony did their, like, in the theaters, their E3 press conferences or whatever. They would, like, basically broadcast it to a bunch of theaters. Like, we would do that. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, like, it's really, like, to gather around this stuff digitally even, like, because we've always done it digitally. It's it's fun. It's awesome. And so, like, ne- last year, I guess we had uh, the Summer Game Fest, Jeff Keighley's uh, thing um, that he was doing, where basically he just, like, tagged on, oh, but it's Summer Game Fest, onto every single, like, press conference and announcement and live stream and, tw- you know, 
whatever that there was, as well as organizing a couple of like smaller ones uh, throughout the summer. It really just took like what was E3 of a week long like blowout and made it kind of like feel like we were like dragging through the announcements like through the whole summer and that was a well, little yeah. frustrating <laughs> i mean it was it was it was frustrating and like it it, it rather than i think the idea i mean if i'm if i'm kind of extrapolating what i think the idea was it's that we would have sustained excitement all summer long when yeah. in reality it's just like a very low simmer yeah. of ex- of like not like, like not really excitement but curiosity <laughs> through the <laughs> summer and yeah. that's not honestly what i want to experience i want the like blowout yeah. i want the like all the news all at once give it to me push shot to the system straight to the veins you know like <laughs> that's the that's the you know that's the i mean you, you, no one's like hey i you know what i want i i want a christmas present every month instead of 12 all on one day you know what i mean like that's the <laughs> yeah. that we're talking about that's the level it's like that's what you want sure. you want christmas morning where you wake up you're like all the news no not it uh yeah. and you know there's just a for someone who likes to be excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is not the way to excite yeah. me i like to know? get hyped about things man i don't like yeah. to like I, I don't like to be like like his mild curiosity about like what's happening this summer. <laughs> right. You know, so, it's, it's you know, like, I would much rather just be like, Oh my gosh, you know, this is, you know, this is amazing. So, yeah. So and, mm. like, and, and the reason I sought this out, you know, is like, I started seeing, you know, a lot of people in the, in the industry, you know, tweeting on Twitter, like, Oh man, I wonder like, is this the end of E3? And it, I mean, for all we know, it could be like, I know that they've had money troubles in the past and they've had, you know, some organizational issues when they're, uh, they're dealing with E3 and like, you know, I mean, you, you never know. It's not like it's out of the question. Yeah, I mean, the, and that, I mean, E3 also just relies on the people that show up, you know, and it's, it's like Microsoft seems right. pretty dedicated to it. Nintendo seems pretty dedicated to it. PlayStation piecing out, like, and, and Activision always being, like, on their own separate thing. And I don't but know. But I also just, don't know how you sustain yourself. Like, I, I don't I don't know for, like, if the digital exhibitors last year, if they had to pay. But, like, I mean, they haven't mm. had a an actual show on the show floor in, you know, two years now for people to pay for booth space. How do you actually, how are they making money? You know sure, what I mean? Sure. Like it's, it's an organization that's not a, it's not a nonprofit. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Yeah. And like, you know, the, the, uh, the fact that like we haven't had like those big, like press conferences scheduled around E3. Cause like, that's the other aspect of it is like the press conferences, weren't usually E3's thing. Like E3's thing was like, hey, let's bring the exhibitors into one yeah. spot and bring all the journalists to one spot. Right. And that way, and bring the, and essentially like it started as like, bring essentially all of the consumer stores, like the places that you would go to buy your games. And all of those people would like walk around and be like, oh, well, yeah, I want to buy, I want to buy like a thousand units of this game whenever it comes out. Like, and, yeah. and like they're basically like marking in their head, like, hey, what do I want to stock my store shelves with here? Right. But like that was the E3. That was the, the thing. What it became for us on this side of things was like a bunch of press conferences and the press conferences were never under the hat of e3 it was always just right. programmed around it and so yeah it's like it's it, it, to me like i look at it, i'm like man well what even was e3 to to the vast majority of people well and that's the thing like i mean i'm sure that they can they have analytics where they can look and see like okay well you know it only got this many eyeballs or you know like mm-hmm. they we only had this many logins and you know 
and then they can evaluate whether or not it feels like it's worth the the, the effort and possibly cost to put it on. Sure. Um, again, you know, unless the digital exhibitors are paying like a ton of money for that, then that 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 digital space. But like, then again, why would you? Yeah. Yeah. When you can literally just throw up your own website and yeah. do it yourself. Now, I guess like for the smaller indie. Uh, developers that don't, you know, you don't have people like, hey, what's Blizzard up to? Let's watch their press conference. You know, like that could be a piece of it, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know, you man. Like, it just, yeah. I, what and, and what I hope is that like E3 is not gone forever. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. Like, otherwise, and I, because I don't think, like, you know, just based off of the, the, you know, Jeff Keeley, Summer Games Fest, and all that kind of stuff, I don't think the industry, as a whole is going to pick up the pieces of E3 and keep that torch going. Sure. Sure. And I, I guess like to all, you know, to the end of like the consumer us, like being, you know, watching this thing and like experiencing this thing, it seems like, okay, well, E3 was a physical location that all these places programmed around and was like this, this gathering. And then all of a sudden tried to shift gears and become something that it was never good at in the first place of like, Hey, let's put on, you know, live streams and stuff. Um, and so it's just a, it's, it's a shift. And I, so I, yeah, you might be right where it's like, Hey, they may not do a show, you know, uh, a live show, but potentially like whenever, whenever it becomes like more feasible monetarily for them to do a physical show, hopefully they're back into a physical show, right. you know, <laughs> and that's, then people may start saying, programming yeah. around it again, that's, basically that's grassroots it from the beginning. Yeah. You know? That's basically, I, that's why basically, yeah. Like I don't, what I don't want is like <laughs> the whole thing go under and yeah, there's just never again an E3 and it's like, well, that freaking sucks, you know? Yeah, sure, sure. Anyway, that's the news for that. I mean, it's crazy that that's coming out. You know, usually E3's in June, so we're like six months ahead of that. But uh, that's the uh, that's the announcement right now. So we'll let you know if anything changes. But um, or not changes, but like what they actually do say they're going to do if they do anything. Yeah, because it seems like they 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 are like, oh, the future of E3. We're excited about it. It's like, okay, well, tell us what the future is. You <laughs> right. know. So whenever they right. decide to tell us what that future is. We're here for it, dude. Yeah. That's the news. All right, John. We're going to review the gunk. The gunk. Um, we can do a spoiler-free review part portion, but, like, let's just, just kind of, I guess, talk about the game and describe it. But, like, I mean, yeah. I don't have a whole lot to say outside of because like, that's the problem. We get into these things where can we talk about gameplay? Can we talk sure. about you know this and that? And you know that's really hard. But um, we can talk about it without spoiling like the story for a second. Uh, that's that's um, kind of where I'm at. Where it's like okay, let's talk about gameplay. Let's talk about like the that sort of thing. Everything but story. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, at its core, this is like a uh, a third person. I would say like puzzle, resource gathering, collecting game. Yeah. Um, it's a. Uh, 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 about a, f- I don't know, f- well, how long does it take you to do it? I think maybe four to five hours, six yeah, hours. That seems about right. Yeah, game. Um, so it's pretty short and it's pretty straightforward. And and it's one of these games where like, okay, you can complete and then like basically 100% the achievements and all this kind of stuff, you know, in that same kind of time period. Which in one I, go. Yeah, which which I like. Like, I mean, dude, you know, uh, I like 
I'm a completionist. I like to complete things, and I don't love like it. Like 12 minutes. We talked about 12 minutes earlier this year. <laughs> that thing. Or I have to play this stupid game, you know, oh. five different times just to get all the endings, and it's just like a nightmare. Yeah, and delete your save, like oh, to get gosh. to get some of them. Stupid. Oh, it's the oh, worst. Oh my goodness, I can't. I can't. Anyway, uh, I'm like just having, you know. <laughs> PTSD about that. Um, <laughs> Let's not talk about that game. Let's talk about a good yeah, game. <laughs> a good game. Yeah. Um, and so, so the the premise basically, you know, you land on this planet that you have to explore, and there are different resources that you gather to. Really, the only thing you use them for is to upgrade your abilities. Yeah. You have this power glove, basically, that you can use to um, suck up, suck up the gunk that has vacuum. Man, it's a vacuum on your hand. Yeah, that has. Uh, infested this world um and is causing the world to die and then you can kind of equip it with uh first with kind of like stun stun weapons and then you can actually like uh destroy some of the the enemies with it sure um i'm trying to remember what else you can do with it you can like shoot out uh like uh decoys and yes that was my favorite um, one that was my yeah favorite. and then and then like you can upgrade your shields or your health region, or your movement. Like, you don't start off where you can run. Right. Um, and that type of thing. And and so they're very, like, it's... I, I also like that, like, basically, like, from the beginning, you know, like, you... What you are is is what you are, and you, it's not like... It's not like Batman where you, like, okay, all of a sudden I <laughs> gain this ability to fly. Yeah. You know, it's not like that, and it yeah. just completely changes the game that you're playing. It just, like, kind of adds on to it. It's a very smooth, like, uh, on-ramp. And, and the thing, like, I, I got into this thinking it might be, like, a Metroidvania, which it is not. It is very linear. Um, yeah, I think you told me that originally, and that's what initially turned me off from it, where I was sense. like, I because I'm not a fan of that. And I was like, I don't want that, uh, even though the the art looks cool and the story sounds cool. Mm -hmm. um, I just kind of stayed away from it until, uh, until this break. Yeah. And that's the thing like with it not being like a Metroidvania, it really does make everything feel very smooth. Like as you're going through, like as long as you do take the time to go back to your ship and, uh, and yeah. teleport back to your ship, basically upgrade your stuff, then teleport back out there. As long as you do that, like pretty frequently, all of my power like just felt like it was like ramping up through the whole thing. It didn't feel like there was any like unnecessary like gaps in that. It always felt like I was earning stuff, which was really cool. Um, yeah. The cool thing about this developer, like they did the Steam World games before, so they did Metroidvania, 2D Metroidvania games before. Um, some of them procedurally generated. This you know this one's not procedurally generated, and uh, like their better better games were not are not procedurally generated. Um, and they will tell you that too. But the uh, the the fact is like this game has like all of the things that I love from an image and form game um, where like you're collecting these resources to do these cool upgrades and you're unlocking things and then, and you're like peeling back layers of a story as you kind of go. And that's the coolest thing about it. Like it's, it's a very straightforward puzzle game and, uh, and it was really satisfying to work my way through. I never really got bored with it and I never really like got to the point where anything was like, ridiculously difficult that I didn't have to think about a couple of them, um, a couple of puzzles, but, uh, but everything like felt, felt very f like fun and, uh, and I don't know, like relaxing. Like I played this game to, to chill out a little bit, uh, before bed every night. So it was, it was a blast to, to play through, man. Yeah. I forgot to mention that there's like this scanner that you use to scan different, 
Dude, uh, man, I love scanning stuff. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Uh, you you scan different plants or text, alien text, and yes. um, that's how you un- actually unlock the ability to upgrade your glove and your your abilities um, is by scanning more and more things. And um, so there's there's that cool like sense of like, well, I'm I'm cataloging things, and there's a sense of exploration. Yeah, you're researching, and- man. Yeah, and I think they do a good job of like as you are um, tra- traversing the world, the, it's it is kind of a tunneled experience where like there is one path, but they also have these like little branch offs where you can kind of mm-hmm. go over here and find something cool, or yeah. like you see uh, there's you know there's these like um, energy areas and you throw these seeds of these plants in there. Basically, the gunk is destroying all the like biological life on this planet. So as you get rid of it in this these plants and fauna come out and then you uh, you can uh, r- harvest them for resources or you can like throw some into these energy pools and they grow like giant leaves that you can jump off up on and they you access other areas. But like you can like as you're exploring, yeah, you could just power through this and just go <laughs> on the like the, the path that you're it's pretty obvious like where you're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um or like you're like, oh, there's this uh, pool over here. I wonder what I'm supposed to where the seed is. I'm supposed to throw in here, and then what can I access and and what uh, resources are maybe up there uh, whenever I do. And so yeah. there's this cool sense of exploration that I that I really really love with this game where it, it's not like open world where you're like you're just gonna get lost and this isn't Breath of the Wild where you know you're gonna spend hours off on this like weird side quest thing. <laughs> But it's yeah. enough. And you to get make up you... to the top of a mountain and you're like, how did they know I was going to get up here? There's a chest <laughs> yeah. up here. You know, this but isn't like that. Like this, this is, there is a reward for every path you go down, but the paths are limited. Yeah. And, it, and it's, and it's, and it's enough to make you feel like there is exploration and, and you're yeah. not just like tunneled down this, down this uh, tunnel with enemies, you know? Yeah, and before we get into like the the spoiler aspect of things, like the I, the voice acting, I was like I was questioning it as we were flying into the planet. There was one line that was like a little rough, like to begin with, but then like once I got I got into, I was like, oh, that's fine. Like these characters are great, and like everything is voice acted, which I was so surprised about. Um, like this is like hours of 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 dialogue, you know, and uh, and I was very happy with the the performances. It felt felt very natural once I got into it. <laughs> Yeah, the performances were good. I think like the the issue I had with uh, all the voiceover, um, there's a ton of it that's over the radio, and I had a hard time. I had to turn on the captions. Basically, I had a yeah. hard time understanding everything that was over the radio. And then you encounter some uh, <laughs> things where yes. there has to be captions, <laughs> and and a lot of times the the uh, the text flies by it's so, so quick. Fast. That I'm like I completely missed that sentence. So yeah, and, I'm not and sometimes you'll be of, in the middle of like an action sequence and then have to like yes. read the caption, and I'm like, oh yes. my gosh, what's going on? While you're on dodging here? things, I'm like I'm not. I wasn't a huge fan of yeah. that specifically. Yeah, yeah that was a little bit of a, a little bit of a confusing miss. I was like, you know, I feel like a play test would have would have showed this, you know, this this little small little flaw. As far as like, I mean, I was honestly surprised with this kind of a. I mean, a lot of times with these kinds of games, you encounter. You know, minor bugs. I didn't have any bugs at all, really. None. Um, yeah. There was like one time I got stuck on a piece of the environment that I very clearly was not supposed to be on. Like mm. I, I, I was the one who broke that one. Um, <laughs> but like uh, for the most part, um, oh, and and sometimes I will say like there are sometimes when you're like, oh, I can jump on that plant, and then you try it, and then you can't. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's I like also, an invisible wall or something. Yeah. 
I also like how they handled death in this, where it's like it just like there's no penalty for it, and you just like respawn, and yep. it doesn't even take long. Um, yep. So I, unlike you know, they didn't make a big deal out of it. It's just like cool, you know. Yeah, there's it's not like shat, like the Tomb Raider games where it's like oh, it's like a gruesome like death sequence, <laughs> right. and then and then it With loads. A quote you know? about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't shame you at all. Like there's literally zero penalty. It's great. Yeah. Um, well, you want to get into spoilers, Chris? Is it time to spoil this thing? Yeah, I think it's time, it's time to spoil it. I love. It. Oh, the music! Uh, the music is yeah. really good too. Music is good. I, I like. I was. I was impressed by the music. Each area kind of has its own vibe. The only criticism I have is that you could spend an hour in one location and it's just the same music on a loop, and that kind of sure. got a little old. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like initially, it's fine. Yeah, the grooves could be a little bit longer. I feel like. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's 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 or not enough like, of a good thing, Chris. Or just mix it up more frequently. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris, let's spoil this thing. We're gonna spoil it in five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. The gunk is not alive. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, I was surprised by that because they like. They like kind of imply that early on, uh, where they're yeah. like, "Oh, is it alive? Is it?" You know? Or that it's sentient. They right. like, they they realize, "Oh, it's not sentient. It's just kind of like." Which I they never really explained. Then why does it do what it does? Sure. And why does it have these like very clearly look living looking things? You know. Yeah. Well, what? and it could also like those like sentience and alive. I guess are two different 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 things like in the well, it seems in, aware in of itself and you which would be sentience right sure sure uh, because you know it it uh it is clearly attacks you and and then is attracted to the energy you know that kind of thing yeah 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 i mean like that that aspect of it it's like okay well like you know molecular molecular organisms like do things and are attracted to some things and attack other things like whenever they're threatened or whatever but like there you separate them from from like just the, like whenever they're alone by themselves it's like well is it alive well it's alive in the science sense but is it sentient i don't know you know like so i don't know like that's a good question we never really investigated that too much of like okay Especially how like those sentient rhino is things you know oh know. dude the big rhino things and then those like yeah. those like little critters uh like those feel like they're yeah you're right because like the the big rhino things were like going across the wasteland and stuff like yeah. roaming so yeah it's interesting yeah yeah, so basically, I mean, the, you, you land on this planet, um, you you start sucking up the gunk, you figure out that it's hurting the planet, so you start investigating, and then you go along and uh, end up finding out that there's this uh, there was this race of beings and the gardener, which I guess is a it's not like a separate being, it's just like a one of them. Yeah, a massive one of them. Yeah, convinces them to uh, harvest the energy from the world, but. It inevitably um, starts uh, as a byproduct, creating this gunk that is consuming the world and creating these, like, basically turning this huge, like, planet into a wasteland, rocky, barren, sandy wasteland. Yeah, while the, the population is all in their little pods. Yes. Yeah. Enabling even more like energy withdrawal from, like, from the planet. It's like it's, it's such a fascinating, like, cycle that they got into there. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, the way that you uncover all that, you know, where it, at first it just kind of seems like you're just cleaning up some gunk and then it kind of turns into, I think this is something else. And, you know, uh, you think this is a long lost civilization. And then all of a sudden you realize, no, this is a, 
it is, but like they are still around and they are, you know, in need of help and they're yeah. captured. And um, I, I even like, you know, where you, you first, you kind of go and you meet the gardener in the garden. Not yeah. The gardener. Yeah. Yeah. He's calling the gardener, right? Yeah. The gardener. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, he, he kicks your butt and then you got to go sneak back in a different way and yeah. um, kind of take him out. I loved that yeah. aspect of it. Um, that whole piece of the story I thought was brilliant. Yeah. The uh, the piece that I was not a huge fan of was the weird, like, just drama between you and your partner the whole time. So uh, I, I was on I board with it initially, like, because I was uh, like, okay, same. Yeah, cool. Same. You know, like one of them's out, out, essentially just straight up out for the money. And then the other person is like, you know, is just like out for the exploration and for the like, hey, let's find out what's going on here. The mystery, the excitement, the adventure. And yeah. like that, that dynamic was really cool. And I like that. But yeah, like there was a section in the middle there where like essentially, you know, the person who's out for the money is just being completely unreasonable because you're like, there are, yes. there are alive things here. Um, and like, they need help. And then this, per- yeah. you know, and, and so like, and, yeah, that's, that's where it turned for me where I was like, and she was like, Hey, this planet is dying. We need to help. And then she's like, no, we, yeah. you know, we're here for one reason and one reason only. I'm like, okay, that seems real not cool. Yeah, I mean, and that's, and I'm not and, on board with it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, 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 and I guess like that's that's you know that conflict like just in general like it it is it is feasible that that happens just in general like in in you know the real world and real life, but it's or like most world, of the time yeah. you would have. Yeah, you would have like encountered this aspect or this trait of your partner before, and so like you would potentially have known, you know, known that they're just basically like out for the money or like out for like to try to like survive and all this stuff. Like, so, you know, it's, it yeah. is, it is kind of one of those things where you're like, well, you're telling me this is the first time that you guys have right. <laughs> had this well, type the, of discussion. The other, the other piece that they don't really flesh out, but they try to kind of shoehorn in there. They're like, there's like, they kind of briefly talk about it at the very beginning, but then it kind of comes back up. We're like, uh, there's this mortgage, <laughs> there's a mortgage on your spaceship. Right. right. And, you know, it's like, it comes like, well, I have to admit, you know, we've missed a few payments. I'm like, what the heck are we talking about? Like, we're, we're in the kinda, middle of freaking space. I like, I like the setup and I like, I like that it's, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I was fine with that. I was fine with that aspect of it, but I also I just like felt that. like it was shoehorned, like do better. Like it was shoehorned yeah. in of like a reason for why they were acting like a jerk. And I'm like, right. Okay. Come on. Like, yeah. and I guess like, that's the, you know, that's the part of it where I was like, ah, you know, that's. It's a poor justification for uh for for you know essentially like putting the the your partner's like life at risk because like yeah. being incommunicate like not communicating with them um, right. over the over the line like over the wire like that that like put put them at risk and so like it was just a you know it's like pretty pretty selfish thing to do so yeah and I'm and I'm, and I'm generally okay with like uh, conflict like that where it's like okay you know you you disagree for a while. It, again, in my opinion, it just went too far to the point where I was like, I don't relate to this character anymore. Sure. In the way that I did, I'm like, okay, I, and this is not fun. And like, I, I don't all 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 that happened for like two hours straight, which is almost half the game. I feel like you should get yelled at by this, you know, other character. That I'm like, oh, man. I just don't. I didn't think I it was just, that long. I thought like there was just a, a mainly a portion there, like right near the end, uh, right after, like right before you, you 
break the the dude out of the pod and then re- it like resolves itself right after you face off with the gardener it started because i know i i looked i had these save points and it started around chapter four and i think there's six chapters something like that um so yeah not quite half but like just over half where it was like kind of the last gotcha. probably third it's probably the last yeah. third yeah. um and that's it was more, that's it, more of what i would think it was more when when you um when like he you realize that some that something's going on here and you have to like yeah uh go go solve it you know like kind of basically go deeper than just a quick cursory gotcha go you know what i mean just gonna find the energy source uh yeah Yeah. and like yeah and i i I could see that the uh the thing that i will say like about that like that kind of brought it back around was the 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 new character like whenever you break the person out like oh they're back on the line or whatever that was awesome it was hilarious but like we mentioned there was some frustration even within that because their translator wasn't like an audio translator it translated via text that you would have to read and so it was like anytime that they talked i literally just stopped I just stopped walking stopped doing anything and just read the text um, because like it was in so like that aspect of it didn't essentially there were two frustrations at the sa- simultaneously within the game. I would have been fine if there was just one or the other. It would have felt a little bit more um, manageable from a like frustration standpoint because it's like, OK, not only is like this character has they have they jumped the shark a little bit as far as like uh, the relationship goes. And it's frustrating. I also have to stop every time somebody talks <laughs> and <Yeah>. read. <laughs> yeah. Um, that being said, like the gameplay was still fun enough in oh, the yeah. moment, like to keep it going. But that's the only thing. Like at that point, I was like, kind of like, okay, this story, man. Like I was just, yeah. just you're just losing me. Um, but the gameplay was still fun enough to like keep going and see oh, it yeah. through to the end. And the world, I think, was interesting enough um, as as you explored it. Uh, nothing really felt like, you know, overwhelming. And I liked that, you know, it was, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a couple of times, like I said, I died a few oh, times yeah. or like, you know, didn't get to cover or, uh, you know, got too ambitious with what I was trying to do in a specific area. Sure. Um, but like it never felt, you know, oppressive or overwhelming or like I couldn't figure it out, you know? Yeah, agreed. And like, I feel like with the, along with those lines, like that's what this developer does really well to me. Like is sure. Like sometimes I would die and like in steam world dig too or whatever, but it was always just like a, like, it's like, Oh yeah, of course, you know, <laughs> like that type of thing where it's like, this was, that one was on me or that one was like, it was, I, I know, understand what I'm supposed to be doing there now. Um, and that's it. This one was made in unreal engine four. This is this developer's first like foray into uh into 3d and so like that just super encouraging to me because they've got they've announced a steam world game in 3d um in the future and so like i'm, I'm hoping maybe unreal engine 5 i don't know but this is unreal engine 4 and it looks amazing and it plays amazing and like you said there's like no bugs so i don't know man it's uh this was this was a, a fun one to me i i really enjoyed this one yeah uh we mentioned earlier the achievements there is one achievement that while they're not they're not entirely like it's not missable, really. It's only missable if you play through the whole game and you don't have any save points except for at the very, very end. Um, it's the one where you, you have to sneak up on one of those plant things that shoot flaming balls at you. Oh, I did it at the end, Chris. You did it at the end? The, in the final end room? boss, man. Oh, man. See, I tried it multiple times there at the end. Could not get it. And so, so I, and I looked online. Multiple people couldn't get it. There's two. There's two that spawn in that final battle. And the first one you take out, like you yeah. just hug the wall and then yeah. the second one you sneak up on how did you how did you do it with while that guy was shooting at you 
oh, like I just like he wasn't like it was the way that that one worked was like he there was a a piece of cover that was right next to them. And so I just let Uh, him shoot at the piece of the cover like as soon as the charge happened, then sneak up on the one, take that one out. And then the other one doesn't even know you're there. So I respect it. I was not able to do that. It was a good time. A, yeah, the only I, three I achievements that I, I didn't a, that I didn't get was like the rhino thing, and then that one, and I was able to do those all at the end on the final battle. The rhino thing was yeah, the rhino thing was definitely easy at the end, and then uh, I, I had to load in a a save point. Um, I had I just went jumped through my save points until I found one where I was like right in front of one of those rooms with one of those nice and snuck up on it and, and got it. But. Nice, it's awesome, dude. Um, what would you rate this, John? Oh man, that's a tough question. I think I would rate this one probably like an eight I, uh, or a seven point five eight is kind of where I'm at. I think an eight out of ten is probably uh, more accurate. So like a great game, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna go with an eight. Like uh, uh, it wasn't, you know. I would recommend it. It wasn't, you know, to me like you know a Firewatch or something like that. You know? Yeah, like, not like a mind blowing. Like you must play. Yeah, it's not a. This is not a must play. It's a fun game, and like oh, you're yeah. gonna have. I 100 recommend it. It's just not. Yeah, it's not a must play. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. All right, John. Well, uh, this has been a good episode. First episode of the year, episode 445. We need to figure out what we're gonna do for 450 and who we're gonna have on it with us. Oh man. Um, that's coming up in a few weeks. Uh, we'll also do some reviews coming up um, for Bond and uh, uh, what do we Boba say? Fett? The Boba Fett, yes. And uh, and so look for those coming out soon. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on social at chriswright250. And johnwright777. And at stayontargetpod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.